Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Dean, and today we have on chatting with Nat, all top EDM artist Zoe Miles. Zoe Miles is an all-pop EDM artist and live music performer. She recently added producer to her resume and really is releasing, or she already released, her debut self-produced single called In My Head. Uh, producing allows Zoe to create whenever the urge hits her. Collabs and new music are in the works. We can be assured we will always have something new to add to our playlist, which is fantastic. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Zoe. How are you? What's up? How are you? I'm great. Um, I'm still alive in a pandemic, although they say it's not a pandemic anymore. But every time you, you turn on the news, they're talking about another variant. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Things are crazy. Just going with the flow. So how um have you fared during this uh, cray-cray period in our world, you know, with the uh, elections, pandemic, George Floyd, Ukraine, Roe versus Wade. Where, where I mean, have have how have you been doing? Kind of like going with it. Um, I've gotten I got really lucky because I'm in Texas, and so okay. it's a lot looser here. Like whenever everything mm-hmm. first like came about and everything, like places here were still like open and. Right. Um, I've been able to, like, play on, like, outside areas just this oh, whole cool. time, really. So I've just gotten really lucky with being able to do that. Um, and then during the pandemic, I learned how to produce. So that was a good thing, definitely an advantage. Uh, spent a lot of time doing that. And then, yeah, just working on myself, working on my music, and, um, yeah, just going. <laughs> That's fantastic. And kudos to you for being coming a female producer because there they're not that many or there are some out there and um you know you're going to be seen and heard that's what we need and then women need women are right the occasion so that's fantastic good for you now one of the questions that i like to ask people and i i give a little story behind it is that obviously we know that the past couple years especially with the pandemic have been horrific um, people have lost mm-hmm. lives, they've lost limbs, they've lost family members, they have COVID longevity, all kinds of crap poo-poo happened. Um, but on the flip yeah. side of that, there's been, there's been pros, actually. Um, a lot of people have decided to quit their jobs. And why I say that's a pro is that people realize through self-introspection that, you know, they want to make a living, but they want to make a living doing something that they're passionate about, that they really love to do. I read a lot of articles right. on that. You know, there were more family members doing things together. Some people cut back on work hours because they realized they weren't spending enough time with their families, you know, with climate change and the weather. 
we weren't out in the streets for about a year. The, the pollution level went down. The animals and the trees were happy where we're not there. They're probably hoping that we weren't going to come back. I'm sure the, the squirrels right. were you know, and squirrels were happy not getting hit by cars. Um, so, and then, <laughs> and then with, with artists, you know, there's some people that rebranded. There's some people that decided not to do music anymore. There are people that created singles, EPs, albums. They did wonderful things with their music. I took a bunch of webinars and uh, conferences on music. Um, so it's been really fascinating to learn about a lot of things. So what I'm trying to say, there was a lot of self-introspection. So during this time, yeah. did you decide to change anything about yourself besides becoming a producer, which is phenomenal, um, about how you want people to perceive you as an artist? Is there anything else that you thought about? Yeah, you know, um, so I recently, I did rebrand from Emily Cole to Zoe Miles, right. mainly because, like, I've been gigging out acoustically for eight years now I think I want to say eight or nine years something around that um and so a lot of people whenever they would see me out they just like assume that I was like an acoustic act or like oh you right. do like country music and like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that of course but like it right. just like wasn't my lane that I was trying to be in and so I think to me realize like establish that brand I guess and like be more in the alternative, like, electronic, like, EDM music type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was definitely able to, like, just get in my lane and, like, really discover, like, what I wanted and who mm-hmm. I wanted to be and, like, what I wanted my sound to be. And that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, the whole producing thing, too, um, because around, like, the same time I started producing, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to rebrand. And so that came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, during the pandemic, like, not even as a, just an artist, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know if I just, like, talked about this or if y'all have seen this, but I was recently, like, about a year ago, actually, diagnosed with uh, being on the autistic spectrum, mm. and so that really kind of gave me, like, a whole another motivation, like, oh, I want to set an example for, right. you know, other people who may have been, like, late diagnosed and, or maybe, like, are questioning, like, oh, maybe um, that, like, we can accomplish what we want to accomplish in our dreams yeah. and stuff, and uh, regardless of, like, the stigma and just breaking that down, and so and that was also another reason for my rebrand, too, because, like, it was a new thing. I was like, okay, right. I feel like this past year, regardless of COVID and the pandemic, like I've really grown more than I ever have. Right. So I definitely wanted to step into like the new me, like, Oh, Hey, I know myself better than I've had. I have known myself in the past. So if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes completely complete sense. And the thing is with autistic people, you know, I've heard autistic autistic people are highly intelligent. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what the stigma is on autism and autistic people, but I know y'all are intelligent, highly intelligent, um, <laughs> elevated, ele- elevated beings, so to speak. So there's nothing. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, you talk about it and you're showing people, listen, what you what you think it is, it's not. Look, you're 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 striving, you're successful, you're doing your thing. So kudos to you. I, I love that. And 
and you're highly intelligent. Okay. (laughs) I love that. Now, what was it about music that made you want to get into it? Was it something you saw, you heard? Is it that you just came out of the womb and you were just like, okay, music and me, we're together. I'm coming out. I'm going to do my thing. What was it? Yeah, pretty much that last part for sure. Um, my mom's side of family is Cajun, and so they were always having, like, country bluegrass music playing around the house. And I remember whenever I was younger, like, we'd have the – before MTV turned into what it was, what it is now, it was, like, the music videos and stuff. And so my mom would just, like, have that on with music playing constantly. Um, I loved Taylor Swift, loved Hannah okay. Montana. Still do. Um <laughs> And so whenever I was younger, I remember coming home from school even, and, like, we'd have music class, and we'd be practicing for, like, our school play or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd just, like, come home and start playing the songs on piano, even though, like, obviously they weren't teaching it on piano. And my mom would be like, where did you get that from? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing it in class. And so they tried to put me in piano lessons after that, but I got, like, kind of irritated because they wouldn't let me play what I wanted to play. So they were like, okay, this is, like, ruining the love she had for it. So let's not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've just always been surrounded by it and always, like, writing. I used to write, like, not books, but, like, what right. I thought were books wherever I was in elementary school. Like, super creative, always, like, doing something. Um, and then, really, I found out about a songwriting camp through one of my classmates, his little sister was like at, just happened to be at the same birthday party I was at when okay. I was like 12 and she was like oh yeah I went to like this songwriting camp and like we got to like write and record our own song and then perform it and so I was like oh my god tell me about this and so she gave me all the information for it went to that literally like a month later and I've just been doing it ever since really just it all just kind of happened like people at these like little showcases that the 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 camp what they did was they took the some of the people from the songwriting camp and did this program where it was like okay like we're gonna do every three months we'll have a showcase with you guys and then we'll have like writing sessions and it was like a little program thing and they would do these showcases and at these people would just like mention to my mom like oh hey like I have like gigs like people who book people like contact them and eventually I started singing with one of my friends for a little bit and we got a gig at a pizza place and it was a two-hour long gig I was like 14 and that was like our first thing that we did every single week and then it just people started coming to that and handing my mom cards for other places and it all just kind of it was a snowball effect I guess so awesome stuff now how important is it for you to be authentic in your music in your in your life oh I a hundred percent like if you're not being yourself then what's the point you know like where (laughs) where where like I just I it always it's mind-blowing to me like really honestly like how sometimes you like see people and they're completely different on stage than they are off stage 
and it's like, what what are you doing? Like, what's the point in not being yourself? Because you know that, like, inside it's like a them thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. why why be fake? I just I've never I've never understood that. I guess. And I don't know if it's just because, like, my brain's wired differently or whatever. I'm just, like, I don't know how to not be myself. Like, being myself is the only thing that I've ever known how to do, you know? And right. so what I like to do with my music especially is, like, take some topics that, like, there aren't a lot of songs about. Like, for instance, I have this one song, and it was, like, called Dead Feelings. And... <laughs> It's funny because I literally was like, oh, this isn't going to get, like, that many streams. And, like, we, the vocal that's on it was, like, the rough vocal. And we just, like, decided to keep it because we were like, oh, this sounds good enough. Like, let's just, like, keep it how it is. And then we had, like, my friend do, like, Travis Scott-style ad-libs over some parts. So it's, like, a joke. And then it got, like, 374,000 Spotify streams somehow. But... Stuff like that is, like, the songs about, like, anxiety or, like, just situations in life that I'm, like, oh, I feel like there needs to be, like, more songs about for people to relate to, you know? I kind of want to, like, try to fill in that space. Hmm. Well, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, hmm. Interesting. Now, within the off-pop EDM world, um, yeah. how many how many do you have the percentage of how many females are in that genre specific? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I know they're starting to be a lot more. Um, mm. I'm I'm not entirely sure of the percentage, but I know it's only like a handful compared to everybody else, you know, because there's like a lot of people like Skrillex and Diplo, DJ Snake and Excision and, like, all that. They're all, like, amazing, phenomenally talented, but it's, like, they're guys, you know. And so, really, I saw there's this one girl named Alice in Wonderland, but, like, her first – the first part is, like, Alice in, like, the name and then Wonderland. And so I listen to her, like, all the time. And, like, she produces all of her own stuff and, like, sings all of her own music, too. And it's kind of in that lane that I want to be in. And so that really inspired me to start, like, not only producing, but I'm trying to learn how to, like, use a DJ board thing and work with that. And, uh, yeah, there, I, don't, I don't know the exact percentage, but I know there's a lot less female EDM producers yeah. and artists than there are male, for sure. Yeah, no, that's why I was asking, because, I mean, it's just amazing, because I interviewed a friend of mine, uh, Justine Blazer, and she told me years ago, a couple of years ago, she was at a, um, a producer conference, and she was the only female there, and I just find that wow. so crazy, so crazy, it's like 2022, yeah. you know, and but- she says more more and more people are, more women are coming out as, as producers, or they've always been producers, but for some reason, I just don't know what men have against women. Anyway, that's, that's, that, <laughs> that I don't think anybody will ever be able to answer, but it's just totally ridiculous how women until yeah. this day have to be, have to struggle to be seen and heard. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's music. 
And music, music is music. Music is a place where we all can get along, get together, be happy together. You would think that people would understand that the stage is big enough for all of us. Yeah, but for sure. It's just, it's wild. I, I just can't. I can't. I just can't. That's, that's, that's my bottom line. I just can't with all this crap. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, hard agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but I love that you do the alt-pop EDM. Um, I, uh, you know, my main thing is like um, folk Americana country music, but I do do the other genres um, because I think what people, artists don't realize is that if you're good at your specific genre and you want to stick to that, that's phenomenal. But I'm also, we're, we're business women. We're business. We have to think of us ourselves yeah. as a business. So I do several other genres, like 95% of the genre. I have some EDM songs, dance songs. I have a bunch of those and stuff like that because I want to get into sync and licensing. Now, do you do yeah. other genres? Are you interested in sync and licensing? You know, I've heard of the whole sync and licensing thing. I'm not like, familiar with it enough to like give like a definite like answer about it um but I I grew up on country music and I also grew up on Foo Fighters and Nirvana and stuff like that so I have a very very broad music taste and I feel like my voice definitely I don't want to be like it like shows that I guess but like I've noticed at gigs like I do country songs, like I'll do Folsom Prison Blues and then follow it up with Fleetwood Mac and then go to like an Ariana Grande song right. after that and then back to Nirvana songs. Like I really just kind of mix in all of that. So I'm definitely not completely shut off to the thought of other genres. I just, I know what my comfort zone is, you know, and like I know what I want to be and like what I like my voice, like how I I don't know how to explain it. Like you're explaining it well. I, I completely okay. understand. You, ha- <laughs> cool. you have to go. You, have to go, you know what I mean? You have to go with the thing that moves you, basically. Where right. You feel exactly. But what I will do. Yeah. This, what I will do is this week or next week, I'll send Sherry or and you. I hope I have your email. Um, places where you can submit your music for sync and licensing because EDM all pop music does well in that. And it's just trying, yeah. you know, to submit your music to these different thinking and licensing websites um, that can do it for you. And then you read through the agreements that they select your music. Um, and then your music is, um, they can pitch your music to different shows, movies, whatever. It's just an out, another outlet also for um, artists to make money. You know, we're not making money streaming. So unless right. you're you know, selling merch, um, thinking licensing is the other the other place to be. So I'll definitely try to send you some info on that because I think um, that would be good for you. Now, I have to congratulate you because Sherry announced that you will be performing, and I never know if I'm say, saying this right, Nam, Nam, this year on <laughs> June. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fantastic. It's I know I have several friends that um, uh, submitted to perform for that and they didn't get in. So kudos to you. <laughs> That's a huge oh, deal. Wow. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I went to, I performed there, I think it was, I want to say 2018. Okay. Because I remember it was my senior year of 
school, and I remember I was, like, out of school for, like, a couple weeks because we went, because I was performing at NAMM. It was, like, in a, I, I can't remember what hotel lobby it was in, but it was right across from the convention center. And so oh. I got to do that a while back, and just, like, I've missed it ever since. So I'm excited to be going back and doing that. So Amazing, amazing. Now, I'm going to play your song, Sober Part 2. Tell me what that's about. Yeah, so basically, long story short, um, Sober, the song itself I released before I rebranded, that was under Emily Cole, and um, basically I have terrible judgment when it comes to um, dudes, and there was just this one instance where I was like, bro, what the, what the heck are you doing with yourself? Hello? And so I just kind of wrote a song, released emotions and put it out um the original itself is very like edm leaning and i'm super proud of it i worked really hard on that but of course like the rebrand happened and i was like you know i wonder if i could songs i'd already produced to and just completely like reproduce them and put them out like under both names so that my following on emily cole will also be notified and then be like oh who's like other name and then they'll be like oh she rebranded so it's kind of like a marketing thing I guess yeah, yeah. Um, but cool. yeah I, I love it I'm super excited about it coming out and my brother helps me like with the mix for it and yeah I'm just super excited super excited about it all right let me play it why the hell you got to see yourself don't you know that I think it's pretty selfish same old same old circumstances You've been given lots of chances Take a look in your eyes I can see you're too high To realize the damage that you've done Never on earth But you think that it's worth trading What we have for the rush Oh, so I never met you I want to forget you Why are you still without things to do? Can't you see I'm right?
Yeah, you definitely you like the clapping. My my two hands yes. can't can't do you justice. Um <laughs> just can't. Just can't. Um yeah, you definitely need to get into sync and licensing because I definitely could hear that in a TV commercial. I could hear it in a show, uh, a documentary. You really need, yeah, you definitely have to look into that. So I'll definitely Thank have to. Thank you so much. Yeah, no. I mean, I got I got to speak the truth. What do you love most about being an artist? The creative outlet, release of emotions. Um, just, I, It's so funny because, like, I'm currently, I'm starting to take, like, this, like, course on, like, just branding and like really defining who I am as an artist myself, because I kind of, I've been doing this for so long, you know, I kind of forget the why behind things. And so it's been nice to be able to break down like the blocks that I have going on or whatever from just like experiences and stuff and really get down to like why I love doing music. And it's definitely just like, it's, it's universal language that connects with people, and I really think that it's just an amazing outlet. Amen to that. You know, I tell people all the time that music is our superpower. People that create music, it is our superpower because we can yeah. affect change in everything. We can move mountains. We can heal a certain a certain situation in somebody's lives just by them listening to let's say they're like oh my god I gotta listen to Zoe Miles she she gets me I and that person just feels so good when they listen to your voice your lyrics your melody and all that stuff you have that superpower to make that person feel good that day it might be the rest of the week it might be the rest of the year the month whatever the case may be but when we're creating music we just have that power just to do great things for other people. And I think sometimes people forget that, um, especially if you're an artist that really cares about the listener and what they're getting out of yes. it. Like, for example, myself, when I used to listen to songs, obviously I would listen to the whole thing. Now as i gotten deeper into the music business, I listen to the lyrics because I really like to hear what how an artist uses their words to express themselves. Yes. And I like, to see, I like to be able to see that artist in their music. You know what I mean? For it's sure. not just about yeah, fame, but it's about what they can bring up, bring about to the world. That yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny that you say that about like lyrics and stuff because like a lot of times I don't even listen to like mainstream radio anymore, honestly. Right. Because, like some of the stuff, I'm just like I-, I can't really like relate partying and everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. Like both. I mean, I don't know. I just, I like to connect with stuff that has, like, a deeper meaning to it. If right. That makes sense. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you feel, you feel me? We are on the yeah. same page. I love something. For sure. I, yeah, I love stuff that's, that's deep, and I love stuff that they'll use a word that you you'd even think that you would be able to use a certain word. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's such a cool way to use that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why I've always loved Billie Eilish. Like, I remember before she blew up with bad guys, like, I was following her since I was maybe 14, 15, because that was around the time Ocean Eyes got put out. 
and okay. then put out her very first like full length album and there was a specific song on there called I Don't Want to Be You Anymore and I mm. listened to it and I was like oh my god this is literally like genius and it's basically like her talking to herself oh. in the song I'm like bro that's genius and it's to, to this day like probably I'd say my favorite song like to ever exist that I've ever heard like it's just incredible so stuff like that you know yeah I'm with you on that. Um, what is your songwriting process like? And if you have writer's block, how do you deal with that? You know, it's funny because used to, whenever I was first starting out, I would sit with my guitar, play some chords, and then just see what happened from there. But as I've gotten, like, older and I guess have experienced more and, like, developed my craft, like, mm-hmm. outside of playing guitar it really varies like sometimes I'll even it comes and goes really I remember one time on my very first album I ever put out there was this one specific song I wrote whenever I was like half asleep I didn't remember writing it until I like woke up and like my notes app was open and I was like what the heck is this I was like so (laughs) I was like okay banger I guess like let's go um so sometimes it happens like that um, not exactly like that, but that was like a one-time thing where I didn't remember writing it whenever I like woke up. I was like, what? Um, it just worked mm-hmm. out. And then other times, if I'm like listening to music, sometimes I'll like have different lines pop up in my head that like just happen to go with the song that I'm listening to. And I'll just like be like, oh, that's like a cool concept. Like I should do something with that. And I'll try right. to make my own thing out of it. Um, and then other times... I'll start producing a beat um, and then write to what I've produced. And sometimes I'll, like, write stuff just randomly, like, out of thin air, just kind of like a brain dump of words, and then try to fit it to a melody and a production mm-hmm. afterwards. So it really, it really just depends, you know? Right. I am um, still very old school. I like to write on paper, and I use the computer. Um, yeah. I'll start out with the chorus and then and I'll throw some words on the paper or the screen and then I work around that. Normally I'll have a theme that I want to address. Uh, but yeah, I have to start with the chorus and then work around it and just like, oh, okay, this flows. And then, and then you know, sometimes, yeah. and then I like to write the way that I want to write. And I've been talking to a lot of people about this. Obviously there's certain standards for certain genres, but I find that when I'm trying to I get stifled when I'm trying to write like, okay, verse, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. Okay. Yeah. So now I just write the way that I want, whatever I'm feeling. You know what I mean? So a lot of times I'll write like it's a poem and the, and the, the chorus may just be two lines or it might even be one word, but it gets the message across. You know what I'm saying? It gets the message across. I've been talking to people about this because I said, I don't know why we have to be so stifled in a particular way of writing. You know, what we don't tell artists to write or paint, my God, you did this wrong. Or that dash of blue doesn't work. But yet people always yeah. want to stifle the energy of artists that sing and perform and produce and all that stuff. It really is it's crazy to me. And I'm trying to start a revolution so that people stop doing that. We should be able to do yeah. what we want. You know, somebody said to me that, you know, obviously radio has a standard of what they want to hear, but the problem is is that we've enabled 
the radio stations to keep playing the same stuff. I mean, yeah, even radio. Yeah. I mean, radio has to evolve as well. You know. Yeah. Why do you have to be a certain thing? You, can you imagine if they started playing a little bit something? People would like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to tune into this station more. I think people, you know, in the music industry, especially in the radio industry, that they kind of lost their way. Oh, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I personally discover more through listening to Spotify, like either right. the Discover Weekly or Release Radar. Exactly. Or not even, not even New Music Friday anymore because that's kind of gotten like repetitive lately maybe not lately i haven't checked in a couple weeks but um just like the suggestions that the algorithm gives i'm just like whoa this is cool um instead of listening to like the radio because like for instance whenever my mom and i go on road trips and she'll be like listening to the radio it'll she'll hear like the same song like three times within 10 minutes on different stations and it's like (laughs) what I don't, it's like, I don't I, 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 I told somebody that, you know, it's not to poo-poo on the mainstream artists, but poo-poo. Because let me tell you, one day I got, I was in the car in the morning, it was Lizzo. I got in the car in the afternoon, it was Lizzo. I got in the car in the evening, <laughs> it was Lizzo. To the point that I can't listen to Lizzo anymore. The radio exactly. station, yes, they inundate you with the same crap over and over and over. Now, in the beginning, when a song is released, I understand that because you're marketing, you're promoting, you want people to listen. But after a while, come on, you have to give us a break. Yeah, it's funny because there's... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, there's just, like, some songs that even, like, today, like, I'll catch a glimpse of it on the radio, and I'm like, wasn't this playing, like, a year and a half ago? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even, like... Yeah, it's not even, like, the same song. It's just by, like, the same person. It has the same chord progression, same beat. And it's like, wait, what? And you're like, what? What? what am I missing? That's why I'm trying to, I want to challenge, like, radio stations to pick, like, three independent artists that they've never heard of that are doing things themselves and then just play them. It's not going to kill the radio station. It might even increase their listeners. Mm, let's think about the moment. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, for sure. and, and talking about, you know, songwriter, songwriting, um, Sherry says you placed as finalist in Houston Live's singer-songwriter competition, and you'll be f- performing yeah. this on uh, May 21st in McIntyre's downtown Houston, Texas. So congratulations on that as well. Things, things, things are moving you. in the right direction for you. Now, I'm going to play your song, In My Head. Tell me what that's about. Ooh. Yeah, so I wrote this song with this girl named Michelle out of Los Angeles. We wrote it over Zoom. And it's actually kind of funny because we spent, like, an hour just talking about, like, quantum physics and manifestation and stuff like that. Like, nerd stuff, but, like, in a good way. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, And so we kind of took the concept of, like, oh, like, your thoughts create your reality type of thing. And made that into, like, a song about how, like, oh, if this person was only how I, like, want them to be in my head. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, if, like, you'd only become, like, what I thought you were type of thing, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. But, yeah, 
and then I produced it and had my brother's help on it. I get my brother's help on, like, pretty much everything because he just has a really good ear, and, like, he was into audio engineering at one point. Um, mm. And so I, I, we both live under the same roof still, so it's good to have an extra ear, and I trust his judgment yeah. for sure. Um, awesome. So, yeah, we worked on the mix for that, and then me and Michelle wrote the song, and, yeah, it's out everywhere now. All right, um, let's play. Feels like forever, should I make the move? Left my sweater as an excuse, come back to you.
Another awesome song. I love it. Thank love it. you. Um, what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music business? Hmm. Take everybody's <laughs> advice with a grain of salt. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. Amen. And, um, hmm. I'm trying to think of a third one. Um, always stay optimistic. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, <laughs> The things that I've learned is that um, when you start getting into this music business, there are shady people everywhere that will try to scam you and tell you they'll make you a star when they can't. Uh, The music business is hard. It's not easy. It's a 24-7 job. Yeah. Uh, And number three, um, do your due diligence uh, when people are contacting you. Make sure you research them to make sure they're legit. Because uh, this is not easy, and we have to be on every social media app there is out there, because it's a different yeah. it's a different world. Like back in the day, you could go to a, a disc jockey, what they used to call them at radio stations, and give them this little forty five record, not even a CD. I'm going all the way back to records, um, cool. and they would ninety percent of the time play your 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 song, your 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 record, but now because of streaming. My gosh, you got to TikTok it, Facebook it, Instagram it, Twitter it, uh, Clubhouse yeah. it, Snapchat it. I mean, it's different when you're creating music now. You have to think of, oh, my gosh, will this work on these platforms? Because obviously right. you want to use it, listen to it. Um, hopefully it goes viral, and you can really have a living doing this music. There's nothing wrong in trying to get your music on these platforms. Um, it's just the name of the game. The marketing and promoting has just been increased to another level. Believe me. Yeah. I've been TikToking like I've never TikToked in my life. It's been crazy. Now, who handles all of your It's just crazy, isn't it? Who handles all of your yeah. social media? You know, I, I do all of it pretty much. Um, okay. My mom helps me out some with, like, keeping up with stuff. Like, if I, if I miss, like, that I'm tagged in a post or something, she'll be like, right. oh, hey, I don't know if you, like, saw, because, like, I have so much, like, coming through, you know? But mainly me and my mom keeping up with stuff, and, yeah. It's just, it's, I know, I, I've been taking this course. It's called Cap University. It's for TikTok, and they were saying how you need to uh, buy videos a day. Who, First of all, who has that time? Ooh. Now, I've gotten close recently. I've done like three or four. I've taken old videos and spruced them up a little bit and put put them on TikTok. And there's Facebook reels. There's all kind of reels going on and just trying to be seen and heard. And it's just been, it's just, it's just, whew, it's just tiring. It's exhausting because, you know, yeah. one person, one person said, you know, you really should say something different on each platform. I said, well, that's not happening. Because I, it's hard to come up with an idea for one platform. Now you're asking me to come up with a different idea for all six. Nope, not happening. Too bad, too sad. Um, so <laughs> last, lastly, uh, what is a word, phrase, or quote, or message, or whatever that you'd like to use to push yourself throughout the day, the year, the month, or just try to motivate yourself? 
Um, oh, that's a really good question. Oh. Ah. Uh, ah. What, what if that was a quote? Just ah. Just I um, Why not? <laughs> probably. Um, if you don't do it for yourself, then who will? Thank you very much. That was beautiful. That was actually perfect. You said you were trying hard to figure out. You had that on the <laughs> on the tip of your tongue you see that oh my gosh it just came out of nowhere I was like I don't know if this is like aggressive or if it's actually like something helpful I don't know I think that was perfection perfection you know what you're doing thank Uh, you (laughs) thank you Zoe for being on chatting with Nat I really appreciate it thank you I can't wait for go ahead Oh, I was just going to say one last thing. Congratulations on y'all's uh, Josie nomination. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate yeah. that. It should be a of good time. Um, and I can't wait to chat with you VI IG Live next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. That will be yes. live. Uh, we'll get wild and crazy on the internet. Um, Excited. But everybody can find you. At, let me see. They can subscribe to ZoeMiles.com. Your Instagram is Zoe Miles, Twitter is Zoe Miles, Facebook is Zoe Miles Music. Um, you all yeah. have to listen to her. She's amazing. Find her on Spotify. And if you don't remember all that, you can Google. <laughs> Google is her oh. friend. You can Google Zoe Miles and you will find her. Um, and if you're in California, check her out at Nam Nam. I, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. But if you, you can go check her out. Uh, Check out everything that she does because she's amazing. Um, Thanks again, Zoe. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. All right, everybody. That was alt-pop EDM artist Zoe Miles on Chatting with Nat. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.